Hello everybody, this is me Amin. And this is Alex. And welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About. Uh, in this episode, it's uh, our ongoing coverage of uh, what's going on in, uh, with regards to COVID in the country. So we are, uh, I think, w- w- a few days inside the full MCO, whatever you want to call it now. Well, what was it called now? They call it total lockdown, <laughs> phase one, whatever that, that means. Okay, we're, we're in this full MCO, total lockdown, uh, whatever you want to call it, right? There are critical questions that we need to ask. Uh, number one, where are we now in our journey to recovery? Are we getting worse? Are we getting better? Or are we not going anywhere? And then number two, uh, the what's crucial to our road to recovery is the number of vaccinations uh, that are going into people's arms. So if you recall, in uh, a number of our uh, number of our episodes, we talked about what is the rate of vaccination and what uh, what is the target. So uh, I recall, and I don't think uh, he has changed uh, the target, right, uh, Alex? Yep. We are looking to have eighty percent of the country's population to be vaccinated by the end of this year. We're now in the early days of June, so that gives us another six months uh, to cover to cover eighty percent of the total population in Malaysia. Um, are we are we on track? Are we getting there? Is this achievable or not? Um, and how how are we in terms of like speeding up the the rate of vaccination? As it stands, um, only fifty percent of the country has registered for vaccination. Only fifty percent has registered. So how how are we going to cover eighty percent? vaccinated people by the end of this year 50% you some people uh, think that okay 50% is not a bad rate 50% is half of the country yes that that's true but if you think about like when the vaccination uh, registration started which was like what sometime in february, february. uh it's slow super slow too slow in fact it's like not moving at all and to correct there right the 50% is not about the target, total population it's a targeted population out of the 25 million people so that's okay. even worse Okay, yeah. yeah. It's even worse. Um, so, you know, where, where are we now? Um, a, a lot of the news reports uh, and a lot of you guys, I think a lot of us as well, a lot of uh, our WhatsApp groups, our family members, uh, the daily uh, number of positive cases and the daily number of deaths are the headliners. That's what people look at. But uh, should we look at uh, those numbers? Uh, are those numbers an indicator or not? Um, so today, uh, it's the 3rd of June. Uh, there's been a number of reports. I saw a report on Malay Mail saying that, you know, um, we've been uh, having, an, uh, since our 9,000 uh, positive cases uh, that happened, like, I don't know, last week, uh, the number of cases, uh, pos- positive cases in Malaysia have been kind of like flat, around 7,000, uh, hovering 7,000, 6,000, and not, haven't yet gone up to 8,000. 8,000 already today. Today. <laughs> Is it 8,000 today? Yeah, today's 8,000. Ah, I jinxed it. It's 8,000, what, 200? Uh, just slightly over 8,000, yeah. Okay, so so are we are we on the road to recovery? Is MC, is full MCO uh, uh, the way to go? Uh, is it going to help? Uh, are, we, are we going to be in full MCO for only two weeks or more? Um, so what, what do the numbers tell you, Alex? Okay, if we look at the surface, right? On the surface, it looks like, yeah, it looks like the number of cases are, you know, getting flat. We're not in having more cases because since we had the high score of 9,000, uh, I think 9,020 mm-hmm. last week, um, we've been recording lower cases. We've been hitting like 6,009, 7,000, and today 8,000. So we're just like, uh, it's like a flip-flop. La. I mean, we, below 9,000. So It's within like a range. It's la. within a range. So uh. it looks like, okay, we are in a way... Um, Put, uh, controlling the pandemic yes. from further search. And if you look at the infectivity rate, uh, as shared by uh, our health director general, Dr. Noor Hisham Abdullah, mm. he showed that the infectivity rate on 29 May 
was 1.16 and it dropped to 1.06 on 2nd June. Mm. So for those who don't know, infectivity rate is like how likely the virus can can spread. Mm. So ideally it's 1.0, 1.0 means Mm. no change. Mm. And if if it's less than one, that's good, which means that the number of infections are reducing. So if you look at the sheer numbers alone, it looks like, you know, um, the MCO is working, there's no increase, but we need to go behind the numbers. What is it really going on? Yep. So I think a lot of uh, health experts and uh, health journalists have mm. been pointing out that, hey, uh, we're not seeing the actual numbers because testing, we're not testing enough. Mm. And that's a huge concern because if you look into the actual details, we haven't been hitting 126,000 tests per day because mm. we're supposed to be increasing our tests because the more you test, the more you know whether there's any infections in the community. Mm. And as published by uh, Code Blue, uh, written by uh, uh, Bu Suilin, she had she actually published an uh, article, the headline, Why Malaysia is Likely Underreporting COVID-19 Cases. Mm. And if you look at the breakdown that's provided, a lot of states, they're recording very high positive rates. So uh, the rule of thumb is the, the positive rate shouldn't be more than 5% if you want to consider it as under control. Mm. If the positive rate is more than 5%, which means that okay, you have a serious situation, you need to test more people because which means that there's more cases out there which we haven't found. And based on the breakdown, the national level is 6.89%, which is really alarming. Mm. But what's more disturbing is the specific states. So based on this article uh, from May 23rd to 29, Kelantan's positive rate was 11.84%. Wow. That's high. Wow. Followed by Negeri Simlan with 10%. And then Labuan, 8.78%. Um, Selangor, 7.99%. And among all the states, you know that Selangor has done the most testing. Mm. So for that week, week 21, Selangor has tested 200,000 individuals. Mm. And out of that, there's 16,944 people were positive. Mm. So if you see Selangor having high cases, that's because they've done more testing. And other case, other states with smaller numbers doesn't mean that there's less cases. It could be more. And the reason why it's low because of the number of tests. If you test less, obviously you're going to get less cases. Mm, mm. So that's a huge concern. Like, why are we not hitting our maximum testing capacity? So that's the biggest so, question. So what is like a, what is an indication of like a adequate testing numbers? I mean, like, should we test everybody? Or what, how does it work? Um, I mean, as in the... Okay, for, for us is once you reach a point... Because I, I know like, okay, WHO says an, in, in a, positivity, a positivity rate of 5% and below. and below means, okay, we're on the road to recovery. Yeah, it's under control. Hi- yes, anything higher than that, uh, we we have to put in the control measures, right? Yes. So on average, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Dr. Amma, one of our uh, regular contributors to SurgeonChart.com, uh, providing a lot of opinions uh, and insights on what's uh, what the real COVID situation is in Malaysia has been very uh, very informative in providing insightful information. So I think he tweeted today and he's, uh, he said that uh, he uh, put out like a, a table and the kind of like average in uh, positivity rate in the country right now uh, is about 7%. Yeah. Right? Uh, and and anything above 5%, like 7%, it's an indication that we need to do more testing because we might be under-reporting the positive cases. Or under not under-reporting, but the positive cases have not been discovered uh, yet. Or people are not coming in and they're positive, but they don't know. So we we might be sitting on like a, a, a time bomb here. Yep. And then also, like uh, like what Dr. Amma has shared is that uh, from 29th of uh, May, we tested 126,000 people which is good. Mm. And that time we have positivity rate of 7%. But 
But after that, we seem to be dropping the number of tests. So on 30th May, we only test 100,000. 31st of May was only like 89,000. Yep. And 1st June is 100,000. 2nd June, 100,000. Yeah. Based on the positivity rate, like let's say he gave a good example, on the 2nd of June, mm. the, positivity, the positivity rate is 7.68%. Mm. If we do test 126,000 people per day, we should be looking at 9.7K cases. Yep. It could be 10,000 right now. Yep. We wouldn't know until we do more tests. Yep. So, so we 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 wouldn't know. Um, I guess the situation right now is: are we are we gonna recover within the next two weeks? Is full MCO going to be lifted? Uh, by the next two weeks, uh, my gut feel is saying no. I mean, the numbers are showing kind of like no. Uh, we've not seen like a drastic decrease in terms of the number of uh positive cases on on a daily basis. In fact, the number of um deaths have been increasing and that's a scare uh, scare as well, right? Yeah, because you can probably not reco- report the actual number of positive cases but you can't hide death. <laughs> death is increasing and yesterday we reached a new milestone of 126 deaths in a single day. First time ever, we have more than 100 deaths yes. due to COVID. And we look at the past seven days, the average number of new cases was 7,600 per day mm. but the number of deaths for the last seven days was 561 deaths. So that's an average of 80 people per day. Dying. Due to COVID. Yep. That's uh damn man. That's so you tell me whether are we go, uh, are we improving or not? Because if let's say the numbers are going down, positive cases are going down, but the deaths are going up, that's a sign that we're not out of the woods yet. Yeah, we're not. Um I don't think things are gonna get better anytime soon. And we are hoping on the COVID uh, vaccination, right? But I think there's like a lot of room, room to be. I think there's a lot of improvement that needs to be done there. Number one is, okay, um, I think a couple of episodes back, we said that, you know, the JKJAV team, uh, I even said, you know, KJ is doing a great job with regards to the vaccination program. Um, whatever it is, people are getting vaccinated, okay? That's, that, 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 let's not deny that. Uh the politicking that goes around like oh which states are getting vaccinated um and and that 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 thing about that vaccination donation thing it just died down mm-hmm. nothing has happened so there's been there's been a lot of unnecessary conversation with regards to vaccination that is not contributing to increasing the rate of vaccination and that's dangerous and nobody's like really stepping in and say look i got this under control it doesn't seem like anybody has gotten this under control if i'm not mistaken yesterday alex you mentioned the prime minister is requesting for like what 200,000 vaccinations per day yep at least 200,000 because of the the dire situation right now we need to ramp up vaccination because the current target is to complete the 80% target by end of this year but moedin wants to to accelerate that to have that done earlier so that we can open our economy as soon as possible okay so KJ wants it at 150,000. Uh, Muhyiddin saying, okay, we need to do 200,000. The fact of the matter is we're not even close to any of those numbers. Uh, right now, I think we are progressing because KJ's initial promise was to hit 150,000 per day this month in June. Mm-hmm. And today itself, the re- based on the latest report, I think we've done more than 100,000. I think it's 109,000 per day. Mm-hmm. So we're moving. And the more we have more vaccination, vaccination centers, more venues, this will be, I think it's achievable. And on top of that, the previously, the biggest concern about the vaccination rate is mm. because we don't have enough supplies. Yep. But this month alone, we're going to have a huge number of supplies. Mm. So based on the number of deliveries that's come into Malaysia and also the local field finish process by Sinovac, I think by by August, we have a different problem. Way to find people to vaccinate. Because <laughs> all the vaccines are coming in already. So there'll be more supply than demand. Yes, that's right. So then the problem is like, okay, we need to find people to vaccinate. Yeah, but before that, the the, the next question is, how do we achieve the 
200,000 vaccinations. Mm. Because right now, I think there's a lot of concern about not enough venues, mm. how to make it more convenient. Mm. So I think in the, in the past few weeks, we've seen a lot of mega PPVs, so yep. mega mass vaccination centers. Mm. We have like World Trade Center, which can do more than 8,000 per day. Mm. Uh, they recently opened uh, MeTech, mm. it's an exhibition center, mm. uh, that can do more than 2,000 per day. Yep. And there's also an upcoming uh, Bukijaya Stadium, so that's going to do 10,000 vaccinations per day. Wow. Yeah. So mega PPVs, a lot of people criticize, like, what's the point of doing that? We should decentralize, make mm. more smaller places. Mm. I think it's true. There's, there are good and bad. That's good and bad, yeah. yeah. I think the mega PBVs, one thing good about it is efficiency because you have a lot of resources there. Yes. You've got more doctors, you've got more vaccinators, you've got more people control, bigger holes. So you can optimize the resources. You have higher turnaround. You can handle more cases. Uh, no, sorry. You can handle more um, instances of people requiring vaccination. Uh, efficiently and quickly. So I guess in the grand scheme of things, the mega PPVs actually do their job, lah. I think you need a, you need both. You need yes. a, you need you need to decentralize, yes, and you need a mega PPV. The problem is the capacity of the the the, the JKJV committee to handle both situation. Even right now, uh, there's been like a lot of rumors and fake news that uh, um, uh, vaccination is uh, available for private hospitals, supermarkets, uh, not supermarkets, shopping, shopping malls, malls. Uh, and, and companies and all that. So everybody's like confused now. Who's getting the supply? Because the concern is people are not assured whether there is enough supply to meet the demand. But like you said, Alex, right? There's, there, there will be a point where there'll be like a inflection, right? There's going to be a change where supply will be more than demand. Yep. And I think I think maybe the government is just preparing for that time when supply is more than de- than demand and they will open up to companies. Okay, companies, you need to... Factories, for example, you need to run the program. Okay, the vaccine uh, is provided to you, uh, but everything else is on your cost. Like the doctors and stuff like that, they have to pay for that, right? Correct. So um, there's, a, there's a lot of things I pack here. So number one, I think the the most... Uh, the, 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 the biggest effort will be the national immunization program. So mm. nothing has changed on that. Mm. So they've done phase one, which is frontliners. Mm. Phase two, which is currently ongoing, which is for senior citizens, people with um, chronic diseases, mm. and also uh, OKUs. So, so that's no, not, not chronic diseases, like non-communicable diseases, like chronic heart problem and stuff yeah. like Like, I don't know, chronic could be... Yeah, it's one of it. Things. Yeah. It's one of it also. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, so chronic diseases. So mm. that's ongoing. Mm. And there's phase three, which haven't started yet uh, nationwide. So... The phase, phase three is for the rest of us. Rest of us. Yeah. Healthy adults with no issues above 18 years old, uh, you can get vaccinated. So phase three hasn't started yet. That's mm. supposed to start in in May, but mm. now it's in but now we're in June already. So mm. that hasn't started yet. Mm. So I think that is going to start very soon with the more arrival of vaccines. But there's a lot of talks out there, like because a lot of people are saying that, you know, we are essential, you know, we need to be vaccinated first. Yep. So there's a separate group of people called the they call it the how you call, call this, like economic frontliners, ah, P- people yes. who are actually... Essential for the economy. Yes, essential like for economy. factory workers yes. and stuff like that. Even people who interact with a lot of customers like, you know, grab delivery guys. Yep. Those people are facing people every single day. Yep. So those are actually considered high priority and mm. even the media as well. Mm. So for this segment, um, this, there haven't been an official announcement yet, but based on what we've seen out there, uh, like from the malls and all that, right? So what I understand is that the government's going to provide vaccines for these people because you're essential, mm. but you need to figure out how to administer the vaccines. Mm. Because the reason why, number one, is that we don't want to to overcrowd the existing infrastructure. Mm. Because the current plan, let's not catch out that plan. Give yep. to those who have, if you have home. But if you, let's say if you're running a business, like a factory with 1,000 workers, mm. and you want to vaccinate everyone, right? Mm. Obviously, it makes more sense to vaccinate on site. Mm. So instead of getting all the stuff to go to the PPVs, mm. Why not arrange for someone to go to your place and inject? Yep. So that one, 
from what I understand is that will be on their cost. Mm. So for example, the government said, okay, you got 1,000 people, you're eligible. Here, 1,000 doses of vaccines. Mm. You find someone to administer for you. It could yeah. be a hospital or a third-party uh, health provider. Yeah. yeah I think uh, for me, it's like um, there, there are two things here, right? Number one, uh, the, the, the infection rate, right? I think uh, we still have to continue to do our part in terms of staying safe and staying at home and stuff like that because... Um, more and more people are, are getting sick. More and more people, we spoke about this, right? More and more people are getting sick. Hospitals are getting overburdened. Uh, there's even now not not enough rooms to, uh, not enough places or storage to put dead bodies. And uh, that's how severe the situation is right now. I guess uh, when we started this show, we were talking about like whether we are on on track on the road to recovery. Uh, or things are still not we're still not out of the out of the woods yet, or we're kind of like in between. I think uh, with the numbers that we have, uh, the things that we're looking at, I think we're not out of the woods yet. It's not time for us to celebrate yet. But there is a silver lining here. The light at the end of the tunnel is vaccination. The good thing is we're increasing the number of vaccinations per day. Ideally, it should be more. It, it's not fast enough, but we're increasing it, and that's fine. I want to talk about the numbers as well. Yeah. So if let's say you want to achieve our target of 80% of population, mm. which is about 25 million people. Yep. Um, if you want to give every 25, so if you want to give everyone at least one dose, mm. you need to do a vaccination of 109,000 per day. But if you want to complete the vaccination, uh-huh. which means we need to to administer like two uh, doses, two doses yep. we need to hit an average of 250,000 per day. Starting from today. To hit Uh, the 80%, 80% by the end of this year. Yeah, we need to do 250 per day from today. Okay, so I I'm not sure whether that's a f- achievable. That's double of what we are hitting currently. Um, so we're not out of the out, out, out of the woods yet. So we had a discussion after our show, uh, our last show. It's like, okay, how do we ramp up? Uh, how do we get people to vaccinate, right? So one of the ideas, like we were thinking, right? <laughs> you know how people like to line up for food, like you know, you know McDonald's and the BTS meals and stuff yep. like that. Why not you do like a, why not why not the JKJ? If you work with McDonald's, work with KFC, work with AW, whatever, right? Have like a special meal <laughs> for people who come and vaccinated. But it's not for 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 those. It's not like a promo for you after you've been vaccinated. You go to the you go to the McDonald's, get yourself vaccinated there, and then buy a meal. Or can do in family mart or yeah yeah I mean wh- wherever right so because I think um I don't know what uh, what do you guys think viewers and listeners what do you guys think? I think I don't I don't know I have don't have the numbers but I'm seeing a lot of people are having their priorities wrong lah uh, I'm seeing a lot more people a lot of people still want to go out I think uh, Sabri uh, Sabri Yaakob, yeah, so- he 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 tweeted something uh, yesterday. To say that you know, I I managed to close the front door. I don't know what's going on in the back. Uh, it's very cryptic. <laughs> but to me, what I what I what I feel is that he's saying that okay, he's telling the shops and all that to close, but they are still finding ways to operate in back doors. You know, we we have no idea of how many food uh food outlets, how many restaurants are opening back door. Of course, there is threat of fines and stuff like that. But you know, it's not. It's never enough. Uh, it's never enough a deterrent. I think the deterrent is all, always about us. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? How can the situation be better? Number one is that uh, we can't deny that people are just um, are tired. They have COVID fatigue. They just want to get back to normal lives as soon as possible. Yeah. So we can't hold on to for to this kind of situation for the next one two years. We need to 
find a no, man, solution. I cannot, I cannot tahan another, exactly. another two years of this. I cannot. So hence the reason why Muidin was um was uh, putting that urgency to carry. Like you know, we you know what we need to accelerate. It. End of this year is not too good. We can't afford to have another MCO four, MCO five. You know, the mm. economy can't take it. People cannot take it. Also, they want to go interstate already. Mm, mm. Let's get back to our normal lives. Mm. Because right now, right, if you look at the region, uh, based on the WHO's um, uh, table mm. for the for the Western Pacific region, mm. Malaysia currently has the worst. We have the highest number of new cases in the last twenty four hours. As a comparison, Western uh, Pacific is what includes India, Australia. Uh, Okay, Australia, Brunei, China, uh, Guam, Japan, except India. <laughs> yeah. So, among all these countries, mm. Malaysia is the worst. Okay, based on this, this is using this, this data, yesterday's data. Mm. Malaysia record like seven thousand cases. Mm. The next will be like Philippines and Indonesia. They're only reporting five thousand cases, and then Singapore obviously uh, quite low, thirty-one cases. And even in the UK, I think they even have lower cases than us, and that's because they have high vaccination rates. Mm. So. How do we increase vaccinations? Mm. Like you said, try to find other other venues of yep. doing so. But to give um to give JKJ give credit, uh, they're looking at different ways to expand vaccinations. One which we have announced recently is to introduce drive-throughs. Yep. So they have they're going to roll out in several states. Even in in Selangor, there's going to be a dedicated uh, drive-through center for OKUs and the carers, mm. and that's opening at Aradamasawa next week. Mm. So all these are great. Uh, adding more access, and another huge concern is how do we deliver vaccines for people who can't get out? Mm. So they also uh, embark on mobile clinics. So so they actually send the vaccines to like elderly homes, shelters. Mm. So instead of having them to come to the PPVs, mm. they bring the vaccines to them. Mm. So that's, that's so, so that's one good initiative they've done. Mm. And the next thing we need to look at is how do we expand it to more places because I can imagine a lot of um, elderly people mm. who probably cannot uh, who probably rely on a wheelchair and someone to take care of them mm. they can't go to mega PVVs it's inconvenient mm. we should why not we do like elections time you know during election every single constituency there's a lot of scholar yep. they, can, they, they can cast their yeah, vote open up the schools yeah. S- schools are closed now yeah why, yeah. Not, why not use the why same model that same, yeah, 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 we yeah. can finish election in one day yeah. why we can't do the same for vaccinations yes that's true I mean yeah that's one option. Oh, dude, you got you got you got a point there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you don't, don't expect someone from like Kepong to go all the way to Mitak, you know? Yeah, for sure. Let's go to the nearest school. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, I mean, I I don't know whether you guys can see this. We're we're like super tired. Um, talking about COVID, there's really nothing else to talk about. I mean, on our show, we always talk about technology. We always about talk about the latest gadgets and 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 and, and devices and 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 anything that's happening in technology. To be honest, we've been we we you know before every show we have a discussion of what topics to talk about. There's there's really nothing else because nothing is happening, nothing new is happening. Yeah, there are there are devices being launched. You know, Apple launched uh, iMac, iPad Pro. Uh, the new iPhone is coming. Maybe we'll talk about that when that's launched. But you know, there's not there's so much that's not going on. Uh, we're 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 tired. So I hope you guys are uh, stay uh, informed <laughs> of what's going on. And I think I what I want to say is I think you guys feel the same also, but let's not you know forget that we still have this fight, uh, and it's it's uh, it, it can go both ways. It can get worse, uh, and I but I hope it gets better. Um, so let's continue to you know keep our distance. Let's continue to sanitize. Let's continue to wash our hands uh, and wear masks and and go go for COVID vaccination, right? So I I know like a number of people who've 
there's there's like a rate, right, for people who who have appointment and not going. Yeah, and that's another concern as well because um, there's like for example, states in um, northern states like Kelantan, right? Apparently, mm. like more than ten thousand people did not turn up for the vaccination rate, and one of the factors is that a lot of them they were registered by their children, but they're they not willing. They, they're not willing to go, <laughs> or some didn't know. So that's another concern that I need to address because I think the the current system with my sister, I think there's a lot of problems with it. Yeah, a lot of people are not getting notified. I feel that it's not that they want to not show up for the vaccination. Yeah. Some don't don't even know. Like even within our team, right? We have some people who registered for the AZ vaccine, mm. AstraZeneca, mm. and then it's like, okay, I didn't get it. Mm. And then when they check manually, oh, I got an appointment. Yep. So imagine like all the uncle aunties out there, the machikias and all that, who didn't know that they have an appointment. Yeah. And they got uh, they were they were only aware of their appointments like three, four, five days after the after the the sign up. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay, I think for me, right, how to fix this? Number one, just have as many vaccination centers as possible closer to 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 areas like. Um, housing areas closer to schools and stuff like that and then just open it up you don't have to register you just go and then just bring your IC number just just, just get it done I think I think that's the only way to to, to speed up vaccination la. like you said la, you know if we can if we can go out and do um, uh, what's this uh, undian yep. uh, in a day like the whole population like you know what 10, 10 million 20 million people go out and, and vote um I think this can be done. I think it just needs uh, some major coordination. Lah. Yeah, also like, for example, if you worry about crowd control, right? Do the election, you know? You can set where are your election centers anyway. Yeah. Just create that list. And say, okay, you guys, these are all your areas to vaccinate. Yeah. At least faster. Because right now, the concern is a lot of people registered since February yeah. and they have no idea no where, idea. where yeah. they are in the queue. They say, I registered since February, why well, I'm not getting jabbed? Yeah. There's no status. It's still showing like, uh, what? What's that? A processing or something. Processing uh, or... Where, like, assessment. A, yeah. Uh, assessment, yes. Under assessment. Yep. And then they have no idea. Mm. Am I going to get it this month? Next month? This year? Nobody knows. Yep. Yep. And everybody just wants to get back to normal life. And I think uh, they, they... I think majority understands that, you know, vaccination is the key. Uh, like I said, you know, um, I think these are some good points. We have to have uh, more vaccination centers and just open it up. Screw the MySuggestor app. Like, I think it's not required at all. I think what they can do is the JKJV should just hire a bunch of volunteers to call up people who do not respond. I'm not sure whether they're not doing that. Uh, I mean, they have like a volunteer list. I don't know what the volunteers are doing. Okay, some of them are helping at the PPVs. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I'm like for sure. this follow-up, because I feel that the there's no shows, right? I think there's something wrong in the system because based on our experience, mm. people got appointment, but they're not informed. Yeah, so they were saying like, oh, for for no shows, we're going to give them like a fine and stuff like that. There were talks about that. Yep. Um, I don't think uh, I don't think that's the right way. Like like you rightly point, Alex, and I think we've, we've mentioned this in a number of shows. I, do, uh, I think the MySuggestra uh, app has a problem. The database management has a problem. There's like, at, we know of at least two different databases. We know that there is a MySuggestra database and then there's the JKJAV database and they're not I don't know whether they're talking to each other and there's no one consolidated consolidated database so there's a ton of mess here that all these people who are in, in office needs to figure out what to solve um, and all we can do right now is just play our part I think like uh, Rory mentioned before right what about the people who like they've done everything they can they've stayed at home they don't go to work they've they've done everything and it's still not getting better because it's out of their hands. It's beyond what they can do. Yeah, I mean, that's the frustrating part, guys. So, I guess let's let's all just stay strong and 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 I think the only thing we can do is hope for the best. Yeah, and also to address the low registration, 
do your part to influence your your circle of friends, your parents, because I know some people they have a lot of hesitancy because of receiving fake news on WhatsApp, Facebook, mm. and all that stuff. Yep. Um, please do your part. Try to convince as as much as possible. If you get vaccinated, please share your experiences as well. Experience as well to to show that you know there's nothing wrong with being vaccinated. All these scaremongering are nothing but lies. <laughs> yep. And we have seen a number of people getting fined and charged in court for spreading lies. Yep. The, the latest one is a uh, housewife, right? And she a, got like five thousand. Yeah, and then a tuition teacher also got charged in court for for spreading that uh, a couple of police died because of vaccine, which is not true. Okay, in terms of topics, guys, I think if you if you think that we're covering too much um COVID stuff, let us know. Or if we're not covering enough of COVID stuff, let us know. If you have, if there's any questions, comments, or suggestions, let us know. I think because we want to talk about other things as well. So please drop down in the comment section like a really brilliant idea of like a topic to cover. Uh, on the show uh, and we'll be more than happy to do that it's that time of the show again where we respond to comments uh, so we're going to respond to comments from our previous uh, Let's Talk About episode uh, where we talk about the AstraZeneca opt-in version 2 where it was like a disaster where almost uh, a lot of people not almost a lot of people like a lot of people were frustrated because they couldn't get the vaccination but some did get the vaccination like way way way, way later than that and some got surprised yep. a few days later like a Christmas surprise so we're responding to comments from that episode okay so if, if you haven't watched the episode please do watch the episode and put in more comments let us know what you think okay so the first comment is from Ariel uh, and uh, they say, because I don't know whether this is a girl or a guy, um, said, I think the frustration comes from the fact that there was no explanation for the issue. They just say, try again, and then the slots went full. They just said, we're sorry for the next day and continued finger pointing to bet- to never address the entire situation. There was no accountability at all. No, not everyone are technology savvy and they don't ex- they don't need to explain it in a very technical way. Um, and he, she, they go on to say they did not learn from the previous registration. They knew people are interested but did, didn't do anything to improve the system. I disagree with Amin <laughs> when he said that they didn't expect this much turnout. I'm sorry, but that's not right. The fact that the amount of vaccines to be distributed this round is larger and considering the turnout from the first round, they should have expected a bigger turnout. Ariel, I think uh, these are all very fair points and you've rightly so pointed out. Um, they should prepare for for the worst yep. and, and, and not just assume that it's going to be like before. Yeah, but in a way, they sorted the problem out by not having round three. <laughs> <laughs> so AstraZeneca is not going to be available for opt-in. It's going to be included in the mainstream program. So you won't have issues on the JKGV website. Yeah, so no more, no, more, no more anxiety or... I don't know, it was fun. Uh, I, I, not fun for a lot of people, yeah, man. Yeah, it's not. I mean, so I wanted to say it was fun for me because, you know, I, I opted in and I got it. So so it's not... Okay, it's not. that's not the perspective. Lah. I I know it's not fun for a lot of people. No, because what a was, show off! <laughs> <laughs> Just because you got the first round. <laughs> Maybe it was less challenging. I don't know. Yeah, because the first round, everyone was scared about it. As well as Nika. No, because everybody yeah. was... Everybody was like uh, kanchonging the first round. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just wait until I wait. I, I think I waited for like two hours after that, and I still got, I still got a slot. I was, I was surprised because I didn't expect to get a slot, and I got it. Yeah, but gotta admit that second round was very challenging. Okay, okay uh, the next comment is from Sketch Me Five, and 
he said to the pro government guy why don't we just bloody show our ic and get the jab forget the database and stupid server time is an essence now who is he talking to? who is he talking about <laughs> okay i don't know uh, a lot of people seem to think i'm a pro government guy i don't know why <laughs> are you okay is kj your best friend <laughs> i think i think he thinks i'm his best friend <laughs> 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 okay, okay, okay. Sketch me five. I, I okay. I want to clarify. I, first, are you referring to me? If you're referring to me, uh, I'm not a pro government guy. Nor am I a pro opposition guy. I'm again looking at the facts and try to be rational, trying to balance everything out. If they're not doing it right, I'll be the first to criticize them. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm the most critical guy around. So I I don't think I'm pro government. But if you think I am, you know, I, I okay. I don't think I have to apologize. But I just want to clarify, I'm not. Um, and I agree, yes, why do we need to register? I think in this show, we talked about like, you know, screw the My Suggester system altogether. Just uh, go, bring your IC and say, okay, I want vaccination. Just get it done. But we need to have some sort of order because right now the supplies are limited. I think this is possible when majority of people got vaccinated, then you can do walk-ins. Yeah. Because like, right now, if mm. you do that, right, imagine like BTS, you're going to be like a huge crowd outside the Yeah, there's going to be a huge crowd and there's going to be people angry and whatever. Yeah, they have to put in like the things. They have to put in the process. Okay, to say that um, uh, we have now increased the number of vaccination centers. Remember we talked about in the yep. show, right? More vaccination centers, do it at schools, do it closer to home so that people don't have to move so much. And less crowding um, in one space. Yep, yeah, and have longer operating hours. Uh, yes, the challenge is we might not have enough people. Uh, that that concerted effort it's like a war effort you know the coordination the organization of people manpower skills and supply it's critical but it needs to be done and I, I do agree with you sketch me Th- that's how it should be done uh, and if it can I, mean, I think we can hit that 200,000 um, uh, uh, completed vaccinations per day Alright, okay, so the next comment is from uh, Joseph Lowe. And he says, thanks guys, appreciate the show as always. Thank you very much, Joseph. Appreciate you for appreciating the show. (laughs) Three times they did this and they couldn't get it right. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you, rightly so. Uh, And he says, we have people who didn't book but have appointments. People who didn't complete their bookings and getting their appointments. And do you know... Who didn't get appointments? Those that actually completed their bookings. My my frustrate my personal frustrations is the low standards we seem to accept as norm. No one is held accountable as we continue to entrust important tasks to companies that don't seem to be up uh, up to it. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, fully agree. It's a huge mess. Like uh, we mentioned earlier, right? Um, in the I think previous episode as well. Um, some people who didn't get appointment. Who didn't book for it got appointment, and yep. there's a lot of things involved here. Number one is there's uh, the third party registration issue. Yeah, we get all this weird, weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay, I wanted to say, like, all these people who got um, appointments that and claim that they didn't uh, book, and, and we get all these weird, weird responses, right? Then the Selango government uh, is, is brought in. Uh, is, uh, some, of the res- uh, some of the response was like, oh, um, they were registered by a third party. The, the the thing is, why didn't this happen in the round one and round two? That's the question. Mm-hmm. So I think something funny, something weird is going on. Uh, and, and you're right, right, Joseph. Nobody is being accountable. Nobody is putting out a straight answer to say, okay, this is what happened. I apologize. And to to fix it, we're not doing the system anymore. Just just come out, just come out and say we're not doing the thing anymore because it's not it's flawed. 
but we're going to continue and improve. And another concern is that some folks, right, they already got appointment for the mainstream program. Mm. They're supposed to get their Pfizer and Sinovac vaccines, mm. but suddenly they got overwritten by this AstraZeneca, which was pushed way behind. So, so imagine if you have appointment for Pfizer mm. on the 30th of May, mm. and suddenly it was changed to AstraZeneca mm. in July. You know what I think? Remember that time when we theorized that people, the, 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 the database can be can be manipulated mm-hmm. manually. Mm-hmm. Like somebody can go and say, okay, I can change this, I can change mm-hmm. that because there is an override. What, I, what I'm thinking, like, this is not a system. I think somebody is overriding something or somebody is putting in like a program, like a, like a code to say that, okay, do this. And, and as you know, uh, the website code is not perfect. So I'm not sure whether this person can code properly. And that code has like inevitably caused all these unwanted effects. I, I, there's a lot of factors involved, but I think That's we can we can deny that it's a mess, lah. I mean, fishy is going. I on. mean, I think there should be more assurance on from from the committee and all that to assure that you know we're looking to this something something went wrong. We're gonna fix it. We're not hearing that loudly yeah. enough. Yeah. So instead of just KJ coming up and saying okay, this this this, this right, uh, or Muhyiddin or Sabri Yakub or whatever, right? I would like a subject matter expert to talk about all this, right? So. If I was KJ, I would do this. I'll find like a subject matter expert or somebody that's in my team that can front this and say, okay, this is the guy and this is what happened. And he explains what happened and, and he explains how he's going to fix it. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. But we haven't seen that yet. Yeah. That's why he's not my best friend. <laughs> okay, I think we're, we've reached the end of the show uh, and that's uh, my cue to remind you guys we're also available on podcasts. So just search for Let's Talk About... Uh, sorry, Jin Chow on uh, Spotify, on Switcher, on Apple Podcasts, on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And uh, and we're there. So if you're listening to us on podcast, please do give us a five-star rating if you like the show because that that uh, gets the word around and, and, and the algorithm gods will share the show to more people. So that helps us a lot too. For those of us, uh, for those of us, for those of you guys who are watching us on YouTube, thanks very much for watching the show. Uh, please do give a, us a thumbs up if you like the show, and don't forget to, forget to subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Uh, and as always, comments and suggestions, please put them in the comment section below. We are we 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 need them. We need them because it makes our show better. Okay, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, this is me, Amin, and this Alex. Thanks for watching, guys. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.